0: Thank you for downloading this sermon from Christ the Word Church. If you would like more information on how Christ the Word is reaching, raising, and teaching generations in Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan, please visit us online at ChristTheWord.com. 75 or so years ago, my parents started a tradition that continues in our family. Now, a bunch of cities later in a, number of generations later and that was they, they taught their children, my older brother and sister, the first of them in Boston, um, they taught them Luke 2 so that they could say the first 18 or 20 verses from memory. And then we continued it in Philadelphia and continued it in Chicago and, and now we're on our grandchildren learning it. So this evening... I want to read this story from Luke 2 that Nathan read a little bit of a few moments ago. And I'm going to read it out of the King James Version because that's what we memorized it from. And I'm not going to try and do it from memory because, because every time I try and do something from memory, my memory goes. So, but if you know Luke chapter 2 and you've memorized it and you want to repeat in the seats, um, feel free to do that. I'd love to have you accompany me in it. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and as our kindergarten teacher, Miss Killip, told us, remember there's a comma here. They found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. They weren't all three in the manger. (laughs) And when they had seen it, they made a known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. This is the word of God. Thank you. Cheryl and I have had opportunity in recent years to go to places where, where shepherds still actually ply their trade, where shepherding remains a real occupation. Especially over the last decade, we've been able to go to some of those places. Shepherds tend to exist where there is plenty of grazing land, not in urban environments usually. Yet, the availability of land for grazing usually is accompanied by a certain level of poorness to the land because it can't be used for cultivation, therefore it's dedicated to grazing. Throughout the world, if it's good land, it's used for raising crops, not for grazing sheep. So, shepherds necessarily by the very nature of their job exist on the fringes and not in the center they are constantly on the move usually they have certain territories that are their 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 habitual uh, grazing land whether it's habitual or owned usually they are established in that land in one way or another. I remember seeing in these vast plains in Turkey little lines of stones just picked up from the field and laid out and you just look as far as the eye could see and those stones delineated something. I don't, I don't know what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't cultivated land. So they have the places they frequent yet they often will travel great distances with their sheep. Wherever they are, they don't appear to own the land. It's a mystery to me who owns the land that the shepherds are on there in these countries. I often think it must be communal land or maybe government land. Even in the United States, in the West, cattle graze on government territory, so maybe that's what it is in Turkey and, and other countries like that. But whoever owns it, it doesn't keep the shepherd from using it and having at least a traditional right to portions of that land, if not a legal right. If you talk to people and, and you ask them uh, about a particular shepherd, they'll often say to you, well, he's been out in such and such an area lately with his flock. You can usually find him out there, you know, but it's not always the same place. It's kind of a roving existence. In more metropolitan areas and a little bit wealthier countries, you find shepherds going out to the flock and I don't know what they do with them at night. Honestly, I I think they put them inside pens or something but the shepherds don't stay with them. They go out often on mopeds. You'll see a moped tooling out and then the guy will sort of drop it in the dirt by the side of the road and he'll go out and he'll be with the sheep all day. They return home at night somehow having secured the flock but in rougher territory and more poor countries, more rugged terrain, You'll find shepherds building huts for overnight shelter. They won't leave the sheep, they'll go into a hut. They're often very rude little buildings. They look, they look like kind of shacks way up on the side of a mountain. Sometimes, however, the shepherd and his family will have a farm down in the valley near the town and, and then a summer house up in the mountains where they go and take the sheep in the summer. The high house is necessary because it's impossible to travel easily from the high mountain pasture down to the farmhouse. And so they build a a little house in the mountains. We have seen shepherds in Turkey and in Greece in recent years, in Jordan and in the country of Georgia. If you pass by the border of Armenia, when you're in Turkey, you'll see shepherds across the border. You'll see them across the border if you pass by the Iranian border and in Syria and in Iraq the whole area is full of shepherds some of the most unforgettable sites more impressive than, than Notre Dame Cathedral perhaps to my mind some of the most impressive sites we've seen most stunning sites have involved shepherds and sheep shepherds out in the field in Georgia that nation that was once part of the Soviet Union a summer pasture high in the Caucasus mountains we got there by horses on a trail which is the only way to get up to that, that that pasture land and there up in the alpine air way up on the in the caucasus mountains the highest mountains in europe you you'll find very crude but carefully tended wooden shelters they're the shepherds huts and they live in, in them all summer and they're up there with the sheep all summer and they're they're making cheese they're milking the the sheep they're not just keeping them for the wool they milk them and they're and so they have buildings where they keep the cheese along with the little hut that they live in well in turkey this past summer we were we were passing through a vast watered plain. It's like little streams running through it. Very poor ground, but very flat, just north of Ararat. And as far as you could see, as far as the eye could see in every direction, the road was a little elevated. You'd see little grains of salt in the ground. And it was shepherds and their flocks all over, usually separated from each other by a Fair amount of land, little streams, little clumps of salt. As far as you could see, you couldn't pick out the shepherd. You couldn't see individual sheep. You just saw a little, a little spot. Sometimes they're up on mountains, and it's the same way. You you can't see them. You can just tell that they're actually alive because gradually the little grains of salt move a little bit. It is an inherently solitary life. There is the man. There are the sheep, there are the dogs, always there are dogs. (laughs) Barking, growling, running, moseying, you don't wanna come across a shepherd dog, a sheep dog, by surprise, as my wife learned to her dismay a year and a half ago when she got bit by it. The, The dogs are there to tend the sheep, to care for the shepherd. There are also other types of animals. The man himself is a keeper of animals. That's what a shepherd does. tends animals. Helped by animals. Opposed by animals. So he fights animals as well as cares for animals. Last summer in, in eastern Turkey, outside of Van, the city of Van, we met a young Kurdish shepherd who told us very matter-of-factly as we drove him down the mountain that he was going down to go to his winter home, told us very matter-of-factly that he had fought off wolves and bear up in the mountains there tending his sheep. so this is the life. And these are the men to whom the shepherd, the angel's message comes. These are the shepherds. it came at night in Bethlehem on the hillsides to the shepherds. When some of us were in Bethlehem a couple years ago, you may remember that the guide took us into the caves on the hills, in the hills, outside the village of Bethlehem. Guide told us that for years these caves had been the night shelter for shepherds, sort of stabling their flock. They'd go into the caves. These men, however, on the night that Christ was born are not in the fields, are not in the caves, but they're, the Bible tells us, in fields. So they're doing their work of animal husbandry, shepherding, hour after tedious hour in the cold, in the rain, at night, always with a stick in one hand and a dog at their feet. And perhaps you feel a bit like a shepherd, lonely, because these men lived a lonely life. The life of a shepherd is lonely. It's much like the loneliness of the young mother with a house full of children and no time for life as she dreamt it growing up, no time for fun, no life of ease, just a house full of diapers and runny noses, constant feeding and tending to children only to go to bed tired and to wake up the next day and start it all over again. The life of a shepherd doesn't have grand goals. It affords few opportunities for glorious achievement. You stand in the rain, day after day in the rain. Occasionally, you fight the bear or the wolf, but you're not doing so with a TV audience. No YouTube video celebrates your bravery, and you don't get any gratitude from the sheep. Shepard doesn't have great accomplishments to speak about to others. He's a guy like a gas station attendant. He's like a low-paid worker at Kroger. He's the man working a tedious job at the factory. Shepherd has literally nothing to show for his work except fat animals if he's blessed and a growing coat of wool on them and perhaps some cheese if he milks the females. So he's alone at night. A lonely existence, solitary, with the sheep at night. Are you lonely? Do you feel the solitude? are your nights dark does it seem that nothing lies ahead but a hopeless continuation of the same old thing does your future look like a future without a future well listen God is speaking to you as he spoke by the angel to these men men like you And he said to these men through his angel do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws, lying in a manger. Suddenly there appeared with that solitary angel a multitude of the heavenly host. And the dark and lonely existence of these shepherds became the most glorious existence on earth. And the heavenly host praised God and said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to men. The angel comes to lonely men, to men in darkness, to men without a future the men whose lives are seemingly meaningless. Those are the ones God chooses. These are the ones that God has called to reveal his son to, to come and worship his son. Not kings, not nobility, simple men, working men, perhaps like you. Men with broken bodies because of their hard lives. Cold men, poor men. Not Christian wealth advisors. Poor men. Poor men. Cold poor men. Not fat cat Pharisees at home in soft beds. Hard ground men. Hard lives men. So tonight the message of the angels is for you. If you are lonely, for you, if you are simple, for you, if you are poor, for you, if you are forgotten by the world, for you, if you live in darkness. Honestly, these shepherds had certain advantages over other men when it came to worshiping the Savior and enjoying the news of his arrival. They were poor enough to be needy. They were simple enough to be willing to leave their things behind to go and see this marvelous thing. They were beneath the sky rather than beneath a roof. One of the sad things you you realize when you're around shepherds is the obvious difference between the very poorest shepherds in the poorest and remotest areas and those in wealthier and more sophisticated areas. The poorest shepherds in the poorest and remotest areas do nothing but tend sheep. So you see them whittling, you see them walking, you see them calling out to the dogs, you occasionally see them pulling a plant out of the ground. Their eyes are open. They're open to the world. They're looking, they're bored, and they're looking at the majesty of God's creation. In the richer areas, in the more urban areas, all the shepherds, have a moped near them and you can tell a shepherd because he walks like this. He has a cell phone in his hand and he spends every waking moment on his cell phone just barely glancing at the the sheep. They squat, they stand and they're on their phones all their time, all their days. If they're self-service and they're wealthy enough to have a cell phone, they're on it. They barely look at the flock, they see their phones. So, God give us loneliness, God give us dark nights, God give us solitude, God take away the pleasures that stick our eyes in the dirt rather than in the heavens, God give us flocks to tend, God give us children that claim our every waking moment, God give us insignificance in the eyes of men, God, give us darkness so that we may see the light of heaven. God, give us simpleness so that we may respond to his call with obedience. Make me a shepherd, God, and fill my night with the light of heaven. Speak to me in the night, in the darkness in the loneliness of the glory you have prepared for those who will worship your son. Reveal to us, God, the glory of your heavenly hosts so that the things of this world may grow strangely dim in their light. May God show you Jesus, the savior. God, reveal Jesus to those who are without a savior tonight. May we be simple and needy so that we may see the glory of heaven and speak to the world as these shepherds did. Praise God for these shepherds who did not write books about the night the heavens opened, the night they met the Messiah. They didn't go on a lecture tour about the things that go on in the hills at night. They didn't get agents. They didn't go on Oprah. They went and they saw the Savior And then they returned to the hills and the fields, to their dogs and flocks and hard lives. But they were renewed. They were dignified. They had been chosen to be heralds of the Messiah's birth. And they went and told the world that a savior had been born. The angels appeared to them, but God granted them the glory of telling the world. God, make us shepherds. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for Jesus Christ, for the glory of his coming, and the wealth that you've poured into our lives by allowing us to know and worship him. Father, may all of us know Jesus this Christmas. May each life here be claimed by you, claimed by the blood of your son. May we all be heirs together with the shepherds of eternal life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.